0: We are, want, I want to say welcome to everyone um, joining us with this uh, streaming service today. Um, I'm looking at the congregation and we have got a, quite a comfortable group of saints here today. Everyone masked up, of course. Okay. But we're we glad that we are all here today in church. And for those of you following us online, I pray that God will touch your minds and help you. Streaming should not be just in form of entertainment But we are substituting for the church Until we can all meet back together and have church It is a serious time church has always been serious And so whether we are streaming online Or we are sitting in the sanctuary uh, The lesson last night was a beautiful lesson and if you did not receive it then you should check for it online This morning I was listening to a message that I preached on in March, on March the 18th when I just returned back from Haiti and in that message, March the 18th, I said, I hope when the pandemic is all over that the world does not go back into its normal mode that first of all created a reason for judgment. And I also said, I hope that the church, the saints, do not go back in their usual mode um, prior to the pandemic. Well, when I look at the world today, the world has become worse. Uh, We are seeing worse situations. They're accommodating. Uh, They're not allowed to have to meet in large groups, but the world is a riotous place. It's a place that has learned no lesson. From the judgment of God and I'm hoping that we in the church would not be like the rest of the world. When we come back in, we would value the things of God a little more than we did prior to this judgment that God unleashed. I have turned 71. Um, It is a special year for me. Marks a long milestone in my life. And when I look ahead, I said this before, the journey left for me to complete my lifetime in this world is shorter than what I've completed. There comes a time that every one of us must reach that place where when we look ahead, it's a shorter distance to complete your life. I'm glad that the Lord has kept me alive for three score and 10. And uh, it's a blessing from God and having completed so many years living on this in this world never before in my entire life have we encountered such a situation like this pandemic has created in the world seems like overnight from china to the ends of the earth i wish the gospel went so fast If the gospel could move so fast, we have had the entire world under the influence of the gospel, but judgment has moved out into the world. And we are living, I would imagine, or not imagine, I would positively conclude that we are living in prophetic times. Uh, Prophecies are being fulfilled. And I'm so glad that we have a Bible that is filled up with prophecies. And God has a reason why He judges the earth. Uh, When it comes to interpretation of prophecy, whether it's um, the book of Daniel or uh, Isaiah or prophecies in Jeremiah or prophecies in the book of Revelation. I'm a pastor, 53 years plus, but I don't claim to ever have a handle on the total fulfillment of prophecy. As I look into the Bible and I look at the way prophecies were fulfilled, the most elite individuals in the days of Jesus, the scribes and the Pharisees, the lawyers and doctors of the scripture, had prophecies fulfilled in their very presence and because God did not touch their minds to recognize it, they classified Virgin Mary as an outcast. And a woman that was a sinner they did not see the virgin birth they had the greatest individual that they ever encounter Jesus being born in their midst and spiritual blindness uh, did not give them that benefit or blessing to open their eyes to recognize That what they were praying for, for the Messiah to come, and what they talked about, and what they learned about They did not understand that it was being fulfilled in their time Because prophecy has a surprising element uh, to its fulfillment I've said that over and over and over And I believe that And so if I claim that I know what scripture says Um, and what the prophecy is being fulfilled, I will be exaggerating my true conscience because I would prefer to say to the best of my ability, this is what I think it is saying. See men back there, Pharisees, Sadducees and all the scholars of that time, Gamaliel included in that bunch, they were exposed to the most original language. See today, I don't know much about Greek, I don't know much about Hebrew, I scarcely know enough about English. And I'm caught in between American English, British English and Guyanese Creole. And so you don't know what you say, sometimes people might say, oh, that pronunciation is not right. So when I'm having so much problem interpreting uh, what English says, I would have a hard time going and start learning French and learning Hebrew and learning Greek God bless those individuals That have gone through that But men listening to Jesus Could not have had More original language Spoken to them Than they had Uh, They did not have to go to a book To find a translation There was Jesus standing in front of them Speaking to them In the language that they knew But spiritual blindness had hindered them and blinded their minds and their hearts from understanding what Jesus was saying. And so when it comes to understanding prophecy and understanding what the scripture is saying, I want us to pay attention to some of the things that I'll be saying to you today. And we can only put so much in the short time that we're talking to you, and I'm glad I have a short time. I'm glad that I can put this all in. And what is important for you to do, if you have not done this for the past many years that you're serving the Lord, well, you need to start doing it. When a message is going forth from this pulpit, take it seriously. So serious that you'll take notes. Or you'll go home and listen to the message over and over until you understand what it is saying and then try to comply to the doctrines and the requirements of scripture. Incorporate in, in the message into your life and let it become a directing principle. As the scripture says, let his word become a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, going back into the prophecy of Isaiah... In the book of Isaiah, we have done over this, but I'd like to refresh our minds today, just in case time has passed and we forgot what was being said. Now here in Isaiah chapter 24, and we preached this scripture just prior to the pandemic. God was good to this local church here in Mississauga. Are you complying to the goodness of God, or are you taking it for granted? It is important to whom much is given, much is required. He that not to do the master's will, and do it it not, shall be beaten with many stripes, the Bible says. In other words, God will judge you more than he'll judge the people that never heareth the message. And so here in Isaiah chapter 24, Isaiah is talking about the Lord uh, emptying the earth. He says, behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, maketh it waste. Verse 1, turn it upside and down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. Now understand this. Isaiah uh, in 8700 B.C. Uh, sorry, in B.C. 700, Isaiah is living 700 years before Christ. And he is seeing things... That in his vernacular or his language of that time, he might not even have the words to describe it. When John was on the Isle of Patmos and he saw visions. If he saw a helicopter, a a vision of the future, what would he say? Helicopter? No, the word was never even invented. He would call it a locust or something, a a locust made out of iron and its wings making a lot of noise. He wouldn't know what to say but he'll use it to the best of his ability. And that is why the Bible is written in parabolic language. A lot of things Jesus said, he said in parables, that he that had eyes to see might see, and he that had ears to hear might perceive or understand. It depends on what God wants you to see and what God wants you to understand. I'm here in Canada for over 40 years. And I have learned much being in Canada. I have learned much from the messages I preach. I've learned much from the trials that God brought along my path. The problem is, not a problem for me, but a problem for those that have listened to these messages, have you learned? See, I remember when we bought this church, I was living about uh, maybe 15 or 20 miles away. Uh, here on Greaves Avenue, we bought a church. I was living on Tent Line and Derry. Because we bought this church, I moved closer. I have set to this assembly an immaculate example. Have you followed my ways which be in Christ? And I moved here, and I'm glad I did. Now I live five minutes away. And God has blessed me for doing that. He has not stagnated my life. He has blessed me. He has turned things around. And the negative situation that motivated me to move. uh, He has turned that into a positive situation. I love God. And so when I. The Lord has taught me many lessons being in this church. Every time I need someone to fill an office. Or fill a responsibility. And they fail to come. God has strengthened my faith. Through the negatives he has made me more determined to serve him until the end I have decided in my heart I will serve the Lord until I die I will preach the gospel I will not go to the right nor to the left but I'll continue on this path that God has set before me and I pray that God will use individuals to see my example and follow my ways which be in Christ Now here Isaiah is making some statements and he says that God is judging the world. And here is what verse 2 tells you. And it shall be, he says, who is going to be, are the ones that will be judged. When a judgment comes out, Isaiah does not even know what he's seeing, but he's telling you. The world is being judged. He says, as with the people, so with the clergy, the priest." As with the servant, the employee, so with the employer. The world is being judged. The people, the priest, the servant, and the employer. The maid is being judged, and the mistrusted employer is being judged. As with the buyer, the one that's Going there to buy something from the store. So with the merchants that are selling it. Does it ring a bell? Are we living in those times? Well if we're living in those times. We need to take heed. That we obey what God demands of us. He goes on further on. He says as with the lender banker. So with the borrower. As the one that's getting the interest. So with the one that's a taker of interest, so is the one that's giving the interest. Okay, he says the land shall be utterly emptied. And there comes a time when this would be worse. Uh, COVID-19, and I like how they name that. It's already outdated. COVID-19 is already in COVID-20. This is not 2019 anymore, we're in 2020. COVID-19 is like getting old. And I won't be surprised if this virus mutates and becomes something else. And by the time they find a cure, it would have mutated and started to affect the different aspect of the civilizations that we are living in. It started with seniors, but I won't be surprised if before it's all over, if man fails to obey God, that it will affect even the the little ones. As a matter of fact, it is being transported right now and transferred right now and scattered around by the little ones taking it to their grandparents. It is a bad day to live in. And it says here, the land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken it. I've never in my life seen something start in one end of the world and reach over to the other parts of the world. Somebody told me last night that in Pune, uh, India, there are certain sections complete down. It's not getting better. We thank God that here in Ontario, and God has been good to us. The storms don't really hit this region like it should. Uh, The virus is not really taking over this section. And I wonder, I wonder, is it because a church is here? Do you know what I preach for years? that if there are 10 righteous in the city, God will spare that city. That's my message for years. And I believe if we do right, we will be spared. If we violate the principles of God and put God on the back burners of our lives, we would be judged like everyone else. And so Isaiah went on here. He says the earth moment, verse four, Uh, The earth mourneth and faded away. It seems like things are happening that the world is fading away. The world languisheth and faded away. But the haughty people, the proud people of the earth, they're coming into judgment greater than the poor ones. And we might think that the day we're living in, it's, uh, oh, it's going to pass. Guess what? When it passes, if man does not change his habits... When prior to this virus, you look at the July month when things are flamboyant, sin and immorality is uh, rampant in society. I look at this month by the ending of June, by June coming to July. I look on on the news and sometimes I just change the channel. Because I hate to see... The ungodly flaunting themselves and the news media supporting that. I'm a Christian. And as I develop the mind of Christ some more, the sad, immoral lifestyle makes me sick. There might come a time I might just get rid of the television, period. Because when you look at the news, there's no news. There's just bad news most of the time. May God help us. And it says here, the earth is defiled under the inhabitants. Why is this judgment hitting the world? It's because the inhabitants of the world has defiled it. Because they have transgressed the laws of God. And changed the ordinance of God. Broken the everlasting covenant. The Bible is there not for your reading pleasure. It is there the laws of God were given to us to save us from the judgments of God that will hit society. And I want you to listen to me for the next 15 minutes seriously. Because I'm looking at Isaiah here and it's telling us exactly what's happening. Let's read further on verse... um, Uh, Verse uh, uh, 7, the new wine mourneth. In other words, uh, things are suffering. Uh, Merriment is not there. Uh, The vine languisheth and the merry heart do sigh. See, for the majority of mankind, it seems like fun and frolic is stalled. Somebody says, well, we do it virtually. Knock yourself out. I prefer you sit in this church and I preach to you than preach to you virtually. God did not call me to preach a virtual gospel. That's me. And if the world changes and all is left is a virtual gospel, I would not have the kind of gospel that the world will accept because I'll call sin, sin. And I'll call Im- immorality, immorality. And anyone that changes the natural use of the man and the natural use of the woman. And before you know it, child pornography is being legalized and the age is changed. And before you know it, a man that feels like he is a murderer, that's his in his genes, you know. We live in a sick society. And it's sad when the church becomes sick like society. So I can't preach a virtual gospel for long. I like a real gospel when I watch you straight in your eyes and see you worship God. I want when I sit in this church and you stay away for some fickle reason and not attend the service so I can know your hypocrisy. See, virtual gospel, I don't see your hypocrisy. I pick up a little thing here and there about some self-righteous attitude on the virtual gospel, but I can't see your hypocrisy enough. I like to know what I'm doing. When God gives me a message, I like to see. I can build a chair virtually. That's the world. The world there, the kids growing up with modern video games, they can build a castle virtually but they don't know what's a hammer, literally. So the whole world is going into fantasy mode. I pray to God that the church will get out of a fantasy mode and see reality for what it is. You shall know the truth about who we are and where we are. May God help us. May God help us that we come into this place and Paul uh, uh, Isaiah writes further on he says, he says the, uh, they shall not drink wine with a song strong drink shall be bitter to them in other words merriment would be lost it reminds me of a scripture in Jeremiah it says the city of confusion is broken down every house is shut up every house is shut up see Isaiah was seeing a judgment where people could not even leave their house You call it lockdown. Who's locking down a little virus that you can't even see with your plain eye? With the hand of God behind it, it can shut a nation down. It can shut economy down. It can shut industry down. Uh, We wonder, I used to think that Babylon when it falls, uh, God will send some sort of a solar flare that shuts the computers down and maybe that is how the world will shut down. But it seems like a little virus is doing a good job. Sin is the cause, God is the cure. And so it says here, uh, they, there is verse 12 the city is left in desolation the gate is smitten with destruction and it goes on it tells you further on in that scripture when they're running from the snare they will fall into the pit when you think that corona is one thing then another problem comes up and when you think that's another problem and you try to solve that another problem comes up listen as a child of God your responsibility is to serve God not the world that is our responsibility our responsibility is to live for God Over in Jeremiah in the 25th chapter Jeremiah talks of a time when Nebuchadnezzar was coming down to judge Israel and here in Jeremiah the 25th chapter it says, therefore, thus said the Lord, verse 8, the Lord of hosts, because you have not heard my words, God told his own people Israel. See, today, there is a nation of Israel occupying the East, And there are, there are theories, whether that's the true Israel or it's a fabricated Israel or political Israel, I don't know. But I know that the Lord must return and save Israel. And God's own people, there comes a time when the Lord will, after he visits the Gentile, he must return to build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down. Until that time, we are reading the Bible of numerous occasions where God's people transgressed God's law and God judged his own people. You and I Gentiles... We can make a mockery of God and we might be dead and don't even know. That's what happened in Ephesus. That's why Paul, when he wrote to Ephesus the Ephesians, he says, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and God shall give thee life. Right there, individuals were going to church as zombies. Spiritually dead. When they get into the world, they become spiritually dead. Alive to the spirits of the world. And Jeremiah is telling here, the Lord is saying that he will judge Jerusalem. He says, Behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, said the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. He was not saved yet. But anything that comes as a judgment against against God's people becomes a judgment. Uh, from God. God is using it. I told someone. Uh, just recently. That since COVID-19 came. In play. The devil has not been blamed for a lot of things. COVID-19 gets the blame. Well because of the virus. I can't come to church you know. Because of the virus. I can't do this. I can't do that. So Satan. Gets a little break. He used to get the blame. The most blamed individual in all the world. Of thousands of years is the devil. Well Satan made me do it. Satan. He is the responsible. And guess what? God has ordained the devil. To do what he is supposed to do. He is there to tempt you. He is there to work on your carnal nature and keep you from serving God. When you do good, you will be rewarded. When you do evil, you will be judged. Satan will not be judged for your error. He'll be judged for his own error. And because of COVID, we can blame a lot of things. Listen, let's not find a reason not to serve God. Let's find a reason to serve God. And you're listening to me today, it's important. And we don't have a lot of time. This is just a short uh, service. Uh, but um, Isaiah, uh, J- Jeremiah went on here in, in verse um, uh, 9. He says, Nebuchadnezzar, my servant, king of Babylon, will come. Uh, will bring them again to this land and again the inhabitants thereof and against, he'll come against this land and against the inhabitants thereof and against all those nations round about and will utterly destroy them and make them an astonishment and a hissing and a perpetual desolation. God's own people were judged because they were in rebellion and Nebuchadnezzar, unsaved as he was, was God's servant. And then it says here, and when that time come, the Lord says, moreover, I'll take from them the voice of mirth. There, the voice of you won't be happy because every day it becomes sad. You see, if we are still happy, 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 because I'm not going to church, but I got television. See, when God's judgment, when chastening happens to the child of God, it's not time to get flowers. It's time to repent and examine my life The devil has a way to provide That which the child of God's carnal nature would want So I'm sick in bed Why? Well, God is chastening me man Because he loves me But I need some flowers Can you all go bring some flowers And you all visit me and give me some nice words Well, that's my job to visit you Your job is to find out why you're sick and repent What do you think? That's exactly right. Uh, When we go through judgment, it's not time to take a break from church. It's time to pray more, to read your Bible more, to listen to the messages I proclaim in this church. And if you don't, knock yourself out. It's up to you. Would I be the first person rejected? No, they did that to Isaiah. They cut him in half. Who did it? The ungodly. No, godly people. What they did to Isaiah, they didn't cut him in half, but they rejected and put him in a slime pit. What they did to Jesus, God's own son, despised a man who rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we look at all the prophets and almost every apostle in the early church was martyred. Almost all they were killed for the gospel they preach. But today we have to preach a compromising gospel, uh, an entertaining gospel. We have to preach a social gospel to make everybody happy. Well, mark my words, if God keeps me alive for another 10 years, this church will come to a place where we shake off all of apostate christianity's ways that are still lingering in this assembly and we seek after god to find out what he wants the measurement that john received in revelation 18 was from god not man Not tradition, not forefathers, not foremothers, not forefathers, not anybody in the past. We have to find out what God needs to give us today. We are standing on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, but we need walls to combat the evil that exists today. May God give us a church that would not be blind to our reality. May we not live like the world in a fantasy zone. God is real. And his salvation is real. And his healing is real. But when judgment comes, it says there will come a time. And when Nebuchadnezzar comes, there will be no uh, more voice of mirth, verse 10. Or the voice of gladness. Or the voice of the bridegroom. Or the voice of the bride and the sound of the millstone and the light of the candle. Now I know some individuals try to interpret that and that's fine you interpret whatever you feel. You ought to interpret scripture as. But this is speaking of judgment. When God's judgment is in the earth, the voice of the bride will not have weddings like they used to have. You're going to go to the registrar, get married and go home and buy two loaves of bread and share that out with your family. We're gonna have a party. There'll be coming a time, no more party. So, when the real judgment comes, this here, COVID 19, is a knock on the door. When the door opens up, God will judge this world that you would lose your smile. See, as long as the television is on and we got things to fill our life, we will run wild. We'll drink of the wine of our fornication. More than we feed on the word of God. Now listen to me. I can't force you. You have to come to that place, and I have to come to that place where we submit to God. Now, time is gone on me, but I'll take you back here into Revelation very quickly and set myself up. Today's Sunday, right? Oh my, I thought tomorrow was Sunday. I'll get another message for tomorrow. We'll leave this for 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 Wednesday. Uh, Revelation has a lot of prophecies and for me to say well I know what Revelation says I know what is written I don't know what it means when Daniel was ready to understand the prophecies God says seal the book put it away when the Lord Jesus appears in Revelation the 10th chapter and had a book open in his hand which I believe is the book of Revelation I believe that. That's my conclusion. That doesn't have to be everybody's conclusion. When, he, he, uh, when the lion roars, Jesus roars. Seven thunders utter their voices. They had a message to preach that we have not heard as yet. And John was about to write it. And the Lord says, the angel says, don't write it. Seal it up. That message is still to be preached ahead of us. So for me to tell you that I know what Revelation says And all the interpretation I'll do my best But I can speculate more than I can tell you what it says But I can tell you how to live for God today Revelation has seven seven, um, uh, seven, uh, vials Revelation has seven seals Seven trumpets And seven vials the seven seals seem to span panoramically the entire period of time. The seven trumpets seem to sound a warning that the seven's vials are about to come. And as I look at chapter 1 going all the way to chapter 8 where the trumpets are sounding, chapter 9 and chapter 10 where it says the seven, uh, the seven thunders sound their voice, and the church comes to an end. The mystery of God is finished. In chapter 11 it tells you that uh, there are two witnesses prophesying for three and a half years. Chapter 12 tells you there is war between the dragon and the woman. He's ready to war with the church. There's travail before the bride of Christ is produced. Chapter 13 tells you about a beast that the whole world wanders after. And a lot of times I wonder if that includes a lot of children of God. Now listen to this because this is an introduction to my next, next message. Chapter 14 describes what I think is the bride of Christ as 144,000. These are they that follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. I don't find anyone doing that. These in their mouth is fung no guile. I don't find anyone with that. Uh, They are without fault before the throne of God I don't find anyone I know without fault They are virgins We are still working on that Chapter 15 starts a different page altogether And 16 and 17 and 18 And then chapter 18 The Lord is saying Babylon is fallen Well that's a good day And it's a bad day When Babylon Falls all the way in chapter 18 there is a voice from heaven saying come out of her my people it didn't say at the beginning of the book it says after Babylon Falls you and I are living in that period of time now someone can say well I came out of Babylon when I came out of the assemblies of God or something else Well, that's good. You can say whatever you want. I believe right here ahead of us, we are so indoctrinated with Babylon, we are so brainwashed with her system and what she does out there that we need to come out and give up Babylon and be sanctified from the spirit of this ungodly society. Revelation 18, you should go back now and read not the last verses, but the whole chapter because the, the economic system of this world will collapse. And when it collapses, the banks will go under. That's what Revelation 18 is saying. I'm trying the best to interpret what it's saying, unless it means something else. But I think I'm not too far from what it means. Merchants will cry. Merchandise would not be worth anything the gold the scripture tells us will be cankered well i'm going to save my money in gold no it will canker my investments would be lost and down to the end of that chapter it tells you just like jeremiah says there'll be no more the voice of the bridegroom will not be heard nor the voice of the bride nor the mirth and laughter Judgment will hit this earth That no one has time to rejoice Today is a day when God wants his people To start examining their lives And make changes I want to tell you in this congregation And everyone listening to us Examine yourself and see how much of Babylon you've got in you And come out of her My people That is if the voice of God is talking to you if not carry on and if we partake of our sins we will receive of our plagues let's pray father we thank you again for another day in your house may you touch our minds and our hearts today this congregation present here before me lord as we hear this word may we be turned turn us and we will be turned lord it's not by might nor human genius nor human power, but it's by your spirit. Except you build a house, we labor in vain to build it, and except you keep the city, we the watchmen wake it but in vain. Keep the city and build this house, please, and help us to extricate ourselves from the clutches of mystery Babylon, the mother of harlot. Detox your people, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen, Amen. and amen, and amen.